Elon Musk targets Apple as the left-wing meltdown over Twitter continues. Senator James Lankford takes a stand while a dozen Republicans crumble on the Respect for Marriage Act. Plus, Joe Biden continues his war against American energy production. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Elon Musk, Apple, and the left-wing meltdown that continues as Musk pushes for a return to free speech and the reckoning that seems to be approaching regarding Twitter's past practices of overtly censoring conservatives while giving radicals a pass. First, regarding the latter. Musk posted the following on the platform he now owns. The Twitter files on free speech suppression soon to be published on Twitter itself. The public deserves to know what really happened. A little later on Monday, Musk added to his announcement on Twitter's internal documents by tweeting this. This is a battle for the future of civilization. If free speech is lost even in America, tyranny is all that lies ahead. This is serious stuff, friends. Not only is Musk correct on his assessment of free speech in general, but he's also correct in the need to get to the bottom of what Twitter actually did in the past. Think about it. The left loves to blast Republicans and conservatives over the 2020 election, calling some people election deniers, even though Hillary Clinton and Stacey Abrams are some of the biggest election deniers of all. That's a different story. Here's the deal. If these internal documents show that Twitter actively suppressed conservative voices and news stories and campaign messaging, this means the company knowingly interfered in an election. Forget ballots and voting machines. By manipulating content and suppressing stories like Hunter Biden's laptop, this left-wing company possibly changed the outcome of an election. There's no doubt that people should go to jail over this. And so, you can see why the left is nervous and the push to bring down Twitter is increasing. Companies are being pressured not to advertise on the platform, and others like Apple are threatening other action. Apple is hinting that Twitter might be shut out of the App Store. And why? Because Elon Musk actually supports free speech. Here's CNN's report, which of course sides with Apple. But what can you tell us about what's going on now? Yeah, so Apple basically have a quality control in their app store. So before anything uh, can go on your phone, uh, they will go through apps to make sure, one, there's not viruses or kind of spyware on it that could end up spying on, on you. Um, but also they have quality controls in place when it comes to hate speech and also uh, COVID misinformation. Obviously, what we're seeing with Elon Musk now is that he is tearing apart the rulebook at Twitter. And I'm, you know, it's, I think what we're seeing is that potentially Apple might have some problems with it. See, it's the standard party line. CNN talks about hate speech and COVID misinformation. What that's code for is information that the left doesn't want you to hear. Information that goes against the approved leftist narrative. Open things up for actual debate and discourse? Oh no, can't have that. Here's more from CNN. Uh, we learned overnight, I want to show you this from the Twitter website, Twitter had a uh, misinformation a policy against COVID misinformation in place since 2020. That is no more. They have ripped that up. Um, 
As part of that policy, 11,000 accounts were suspended, were banned. Uh, we may see many of those accounts coming back. That is something that Musk has promised. He said accounts that were banned uh, would be coming back. What CNN and other media outlets won't say, of course, is that almost everything labeled as COVID misinformation was actually true. People were banned from speaking the truth. And now Apple might be trying to work over Elon Musk to keep censorship in play. In response to Apple's threat to remove Twitter from the App Store, Musk said, fine, I'll just build my own phone. So what should Musk do? And what do you think the fallout will be when he does release the files on Twitter censorship? Let me know in the comments. All right, next let's talk about how Republicans cave on protecting religious liberty. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Oklahoma Republican Senator James Langford and a few other Republican senators who actually fought for religious liberty while a group of 12 Republicans threw the concept into the legislative dumpster by joining Democrats in supporting the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. Now recall, the Supreme Court has already ruled, even though not found in the Constitution, that there is a constitutional right to gay marriage. So this Respect for Marriage Act is not even needed. What it does do, however, is open the door for even more attacks on religious liberty. What happens when a church teaches that marriage is between a man and a woman, but the government says otherwise? We've already seen cases where the government won the day, but we are starting to see those cases turn in our direction. This new legislation is a direct attack on that progress. Here's the story. A bipartisan majority of the U.S. Senate approved the Respect for Marriage Act on Tuesday after rejecting on closed votes a trio of detailed amendments that sponsors claimed were required to protect the right of religious freedom of practice and expression. On a count of 61 to 36, the majority, including 49 Democrats and 12 Republicans, adopted a measure approved by the House of Representatives in July and that President Joe Biden has promised to sign. The House still must okay the Senate's minor revisions of the original proposal. The vote on the controversial proposal capped a series of procedural hurdles requiring at least 60 votes that proponents overcame with support from the chamber's 50 Democrats and the dozen Republicans who supported final passage. Now, the story in the Epic Times has some great details on the amendments that were put forward to protect religious liberty, which were all defeated. Those amendments were from a straight majority vote, but we wouldn't even need those amendments, and the entire legislation would have died had Republicans not joined with Democrats to basically end debate. In his speech on the floor, Senator Langford pointed out the problems in the bill, problems that are obvious and will just make attacks on churches, religious individuals, and religious organizations that much easier. Langford noted the language could lead to organizations which have previously helped the government either to lose contracts or push aside religious beliefs. Langford also rightly points to the bogus language in the bill that a person can seek out legal action if he or she felt harmed in some way. The bill doesn't define what constitutes harm, so let the lawsuits against bakers and venues and anyone else begin. Friends, Religious liberty is a hallmark of America, and it has been steadily under assault by the left for decades. What's really shameful is that in this case, a dozen Republicans happily helped them out. All right, 
Next, we have Joe Biden's ongoing war against oil and gas production, especially if that oil and gas production occurs in the United States. Biden and his allies on the left want to destroy the fossil fuel industry, and make no mistake about it, this has nothing to do with protecting the environment. It's about crippling America and making us beholden to others for our energy production. In other words, it's about power. An energy-independent America is more powerful. An energy-independent America is more free. Both those concepts fly in the face of the far left and the global world order. Friends, pushing out fossil fuels will ruin the economy, and so-called renewable sources can't handle the energy requirements. California wants to do away with all gas-powered vehicles, and yet the state can't even produce enough electricity to avoid rolling blackouts and brownouts. So how are they going to handle millions of electric cars plugging into the same grid? They can't, and everyone knows it. But back to Biden. He's now saying, sure, we can drill for oil, just not in America. He's now easing sanctions on Venezuela so companies can drill there. It makes no sense. Tom Pyle, who is president of the American Energy Alliance, agrees. The White House says there's plenty of opportunities for oil companies to drill here. They're just choosing not to. What say you? Well, it's completely in inaccurate. In fact, it's a flat-out lie. You know, we've, uh, we've bas basically tracked about 125 specific actions that this administration and the Democrat Congress have done to slow down or stop oil production in America. Actually, he has an America last energy policy. He would rather get oil from Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and now Venezuela than he would from Texas, New Mexico, and North Dakota. Pyle was asked by the host about the environmental issue, saying it was disingenuous to say that America can't drill for oil because of the environment, but it's okay for the Saudis or Venezuela or Iraq to do it. Well, it's not only disingenuous, but actually production in Venezuela is de has been decimated, the industry, because of Maduro and his socialist policies. And they don't produce oil and gas as clean as we do here. Their oil is worse right. for the environment than our oil. It, it's, it's, it's not about the climate. It's about a, an agenda where they do not want these resources. He even said it right before the election. No more oil in this country. Biden absolutely did say that. And we see the disastrous effects of his energy policies. It just shows you how important the presidency is and why we need to get it back in 2024. All right, next let's talk about the CDC and COVID. Because as time goes on, more and more information is coming out that proves that what we were told about COVID vaccines was completely false. The mantra is that it's safe and effective. Well, on the last show, I went over the two main talking points that were used to push vaccine usage and vaccine mandates. One, if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. Joe Biden said it. CDC director said it. That claim is 100% false. If you, number two, if you get the vaccine, you won't spread COVID. That claim, in my opinion, is even worse than the first because it was used to shame and shun and fire people. That claim is also 100% false. Now, according to a story by Just the News, Data obtained from the CDC shows a strikingly high number of complications experienced by the first recipients of the vaccine. Here's a story. The earliest demographics to get COVID-19 vaccines, such as healthcare workers, reported a surprisingly high rate of serious complications from them, according to data the CDC turned over under court order. 
among the 10 million plus users of the agency's vSafe active monitoring smartphone app through July, 8.5 million of whom signed up between December 2020 and April 2021 before all adults were eligible for COVID vaccines, nearly 8% said they required medical care after receiving the vaccines. Nearly 8%. And yet no mention of this month after month after month while Biden, the Democrats, and the media continued to push lockdowns, masks, and forced vaccinations. Forced. For something that doesn't stop you from getting COVID or spreading COVID. Just let that sink in. The story goes on to say that the information was obtained through Freedom of Information Act requests by the Informed Consent Action Network, or ICANN. One other piece of interesting information from the ICANN request is that this vSafe monitoring app mentioned in the story, in which vaccinated people provide feedback to the CDC on adverse reactions, does not even include cardiac symptoms in their list of checkboxes. People have to write that in themselves, even though reports are piling up on chest pains and myocarditis in vaccinated individuals. More and more information is likely to come out, and we can never let this happen again. And think about it. The CDC is still recommending that children, you know, little people who have essentially zero chance of dying from COVID or even getting sick, the CDC says that children should receive multiple injections of an experimental drug. No way. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.